What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Market Marauder Show. Be in the market one trade at a time. Hope you're passing a great week out there. Able to lock in some profits. Uh, first thing, I want to shout out sponsor, Duck River Coffee. Make sure you guys go pick up a bag of Duck River Coffee at duckrivercoffee.com. All right, so let's jump into the pre-week watch list. So it's going to be a very busy week, um, as it normally is uh, in the market. Uh, we're starting earnings weeks. So earnings week, there are going to be a lot of companies giving their earnings. There are also going to be a couple of investor, uh, shareholder meeting events that are going on. So let's jump into uh, the ones that we'll be watching. So on Tuesday, uh, we have Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Johnson & Johnson, uh, and Netflix all giving earnings. Um, definitely be interesting to watch all of those companies. Uh, we also have Boeing that's going to have their annual shareholder meeting. And it's going to be at 11 a.m. on Tuesday. Um, Netflix is going to be one to watch on Tuesday as well. One of the big things uh, that I'm going to be watching for Netflix is going to be how the password sharing has affected the stock price and what the company thinks is the future for uh, mitigating that. So this is kind of the first report that's come out since um, they've really cracked down on password sharing for uh, Netflix earnings. And this is where you're going to get the user data that comes out as well. So if, you know, them doing password sharing and cracking down on that um, has been a big thing and you see the amount of users start to go down, uh, that's definitely not a positive note uh, for a company like Netflix that is really big or that is basically fueled on um, the amount of users that they have using the platform. Next, uh, Wednesday, we have Morgan Stanley uh, and Tesla. Tesla is going to be the big one. A lot of people are going to be looking at Tesla. Um, I don't think there's going to be any too, you know, mind-boggling information that's going to come out from Tesla. Uh, I think majority of the good information that came out came out during uh, Investor Day, and then uh, recently with the Master Plan 3 uh, that just came out, those seem to be you know pretty good indicators. I think it's overall going to be a, a, a beat uh, for Tesla in general. I think the price cuts have definitely helped tremendously. Uh, them opening up new battery factories like the one they're going to be doing in Shanghai is going to help. Uh, ultimately, just going to be a gauge to see you know how the company is doing overall. I think one of the wildcard items that I'll be looking at for Tesla uh, is going to be how the tax credit was applied to them. So um, tax credit is kind of a new thing on their balance sheet, and I really want to see how that fits into their company overall and how much money they actually made from tax credits by uh, producing their own batteries and uh, their multiple gigafactories and then also getting a percentage of the battery um, tax credit from the Panasonic batteries. Uh, that are produced. On Wednesday uh, as well, we're going to have a the fifth annual partner summit for SNAP, ticker sign SNAP, uh, which is Snapchat. And then wrapping up on Thursday, the last one I'm going to be looking at is going to be uh, American Express, ticker sign AXP. Uh, American Express definitely going to be an interesting one. I don't really see many people day trading American Express. Uh, but to me, I think it's going to be a good gauge for how the economy is going. So we've all read articles uh, and seen that the amount of consumer debt is starting to go up. People are using a lot more credit cards to flow things like bills, car payments, um, you know, credit card debt in general starting to go up, especially uh, with massive layoffs going on in a lot of different sectors of the economy. But ultimately, with American Express being one of the largest 
um, credit card companies out there. I want to see what those numbers are and how much it has increased over time since the pandemic has really started or since the economy has started to shift and change. So let's go into some of the numbers on these plays and let's see where these stocks are currently at. So first on here, we have Tickerson GS. That is for Goldman Sachs. Uh, they are bullish. Uh, moving average 10 is above 50 and 100. Uh, we have, they had a high of 339.63 last week. Uh, so that's going to be a level that I'm looking at for them next week, this week coming up. Uh, they're currently at 336.92. Their moving average 50 is at 331.39. And their moving average 100 is at 326.73. Uh, so ultimately good levels for the company um, in general. Going to be looking to see if it can retest at 339.63. That's going to be my bullish case for Goldman Sachs. Um, Definitely want to see what their plan uh, moving forward and what they think the economy is going to uh, be doing uh, since, you know, such a large investment firm, they really have a good gauge on how the overall economic market is doing. Next, we have BAC, which is Bank of America. They had a high last week, uh, $29.87. Uh, that's going to be the high that we're looking at for this week as well. Uh, they ended at $29.52 overall to end the week. Um, going to be looking to see if they can retest that $29.87 level. Their moving average 50 is at $28.79, and their moving average 100 is at $28.31. So they are bullish. Um, you know, the level that the stock ended at $29.52 is way above this moving average 50 and 100. Um, and going to be looking to see if they can retest $29.87. A key metric that I'll be looking at for this company or the bank in general is with so many banks, um, the small regional banks, you know, starting having collapses. You have the SVB situation that happened. Really want to see what their plan moving forward is for uh, either restructuring or having a lot of the items in uh, the banking sector uh, to prepare to, um, you know, solidify people's money. Uh, in a better way. I know a lot of people were freaked out with the SVB thing going on. People were saying it was a bank run. Um, you know, those kind of things that are thrown out in the market really scare a lot of people and uh, makes you rethink, is your money really really secure? Um, is it even secure with the FDIC insurance? And what are ways to strategize to diversify your money so it's not in one place in case something like the SVB situation happens with your bank? So definitely want to see... Um, their kind of response to the SVB situation and how they plan on mitigating that. You know, I don't think BAC will have a problem with that. BAC, Bank of America is one of the largest banks in the U.S., if not the largest one. So having, you know, a problem with them, I don't think uh, they would have any economic problems. If they do start having a problem, uh, you know, with customer deposits or, you know, something going on in the banking sector, then I think the economy as a whole has a larger problem, not just BAC. Next, we have J&J, &J, which is Johnson & Johnson. Uh, they will be reporting their earnings on Tuesday as well. Uh, a level I'm going to be looking at for Johnson & Johnson is going to be 167.23. They ended the week at 165.84. So if they continue to go up, going to be looking to see if at that level of 160, 167.23. Um, then if you know earnings come out and it's not as good as you know people expected, uh, going to be looking to see if it'll bounce off this moving average 100 level, which is 164.08. So a range that I have for them uh, is going to be at a positive top uh, top resistance of 167.23 and a bottom low resistance of 164.08. Uh, and like I said, they're currently at 165.84. So I think 
depending on how the news goes and how the market continues to shape up, uh, we'll see where that goes. Just bear in mind as well, these earnings don't come out until Tuesday. So uh, bear in mind, I don't know what your trading strategy is. Um, some people like to trade before the earnings and then get out when the get out before the earnings actually happen. Some people like to trade through the earnings. So it depends on how you trade. This is not telling you how to trade or how to set up a trading style. Just what I'll be watching in the market uh, because earnings always brings a lot of volatility um, to any stock that's out there. Next, we have BA, which is Bank of America. Uh, I mean, not Bank of America. We have BA, which is for Boeing. Uh, Boeing is going to be having its uh, annual shareholder meeting uh, at 11 a.m. Uh, it's going to be a really big move for Boeing, um, not as far as moving the company, I mean, moving the stock, uh, but as far as company moving. Uh, they're planning to uh, get potentially 12 new board members. Um, and so board members, um, as far as the organization is concerned, really structure how an organization flows um, and what the future is for an organization in general. So you kind of have the board members, then you have the CEO, then you have you know all of the C-suite uh, individuals, and then it goes down to management and then workers. So the board, to me, of a company is the most important part of the company. What makes the company flow, it, got, it gives direction for the company, it issues the things that all the people below will do for the company and having the right board members uh, can really help push your company moving forward um, and can really solidify who uh, solidify how the company is going to be uh, successful moving forward and how it's not going to be successful. Uh, so having a real diverse board of people who really have insights on uh, the things that are going on in the market, uh, sometimes previous CEOs. Um, or people who you know have a niche, uh, a niche uh, specific specific uh, topic that they have really gone in on, or started their own company in a different sector, um, financial analyst, uh, different different points of view to help make the company more well-rounded. Ultimately, help the company in general. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, you know who they choose for their board and what their board will consist of. Uh, especially considering, you know, all the things that Boeing does. It's not a small company. So really having that insight of who will be on the board and what they can really bring to the company, um, I think is a big move forward for Boeing. So they did fall off uh, last week from around 214.50 at a high um, and then went down to 198.15 as a low. They ended up the week at 201.71. So I'm going to keep that as my range. Uh, if they continue up the up a bullish trend, they're currently bearish at the moment. But if they start a, a bullish trend upward, I'm going to be looking at 214.50 as a level, uh, as a high resistance, and then as a low resistance or a low level, I'm going to be looking at 198.15. Uh, like I said, you know the board member seats is something that's very important uh, for any company, and your board kind of really determines how well your company will grow um, moving forward, especially, you know, given all the different things that happen in a company's life, you really want to have the insight from a lot of different people to make your company successful. Next, we have Netflix, uh, ticker sign NF NFLX. Uh, they had a high last week of $349.80. Uh, then they fell to a low of $330.04, ultimately ending the week at 338 63. Uh, they're still bearish though, uh, kind of down on a downward trend, uh, closing the week out last week, but definitely going to be something that I'm going to have on my list. Um, 
Uh, target level I'm going to be looking at them at is at 330.04. Uh, I believe that the company is still going to continue to go down and be bearish. I know there's a lot of, you know, Wall Street money feeding into Netflix. Uh, but I think, you know, having your amount of users go down, especially by having the restriction of the password sharing uh, situation, if that, you know, hurt the amount of users that you have, ultimately it's going to hurt the amount of people um, that are out there. And it's, you know, a different economy. So, you know, having something like password sharing, um, if you are the only streaming company out there is something, you know, that I think you are, you can afford to do. So like, you know, Tesla being one of the largest EV companies out there, them having price cuts, they kind of dictate the market. So, you know, until other companies get to the same level Tesla is, they kind of have market, um, you know, the lead of the market. So they kind of dictate how the entire market goes. Netflix, I don't think kind of dictates the entire streaming service world because there's so many other streaming services out there. So you have Hulu, Disney Plus, um, you know, there's Paramount. So for Netflix themselves to kind of make such a dramatic move, um, I think they're with other streaming services being out there, users don't have to use Netflix. So I think, you know, it was kind of overpriced at 349.80. Um, I think it bouncing off 330.04 was kind of an indicator. I'm going to be looking to see uh, if it can go and break through this 330.04 uh, bottom resistance level, uh, either before earnings or after earnings. I think that the password sharing thing may have hurt um, some of their bottom line or, or kind of given a bad taste to some of their customers. But we haven't really seen the data as far as numbers are concerned on how many users uh, were actually affected by this or how many users left because of that situation. Um, so at 338.63 is where it currently is at. Going to be looking at a level of 330.04 um, as a low and then as a high level looking at 349.80. Uh, Next we have ticker sign MS for Morgan Stanley. Uh, Morgan Stanley is bullish. Uh, moving average 10 is above 50 and 100. Uh, we have it ended at $86.71 at the end of trading. Uh, it's moving average 50 is at 850, no, at 85.73, and it's moving average 100 is at $84.90. Uh, gonna be looking at this to continue to go up, uh, at hit a potential high of 88.31. So that's gonna be my high resistance. A low resistance level for Morgan Stanley is gonna be $83.20. Next, we have ticker sign SNAP for Snap. Uh, so Snap released, um, that they were gonna be adding, um, AI version or AI uh, portion to their uh, Snapchat app. Um, definitely going to be seeing how that affects or a rollout of that. I'm interested to see if they're going to be doing that at this uh, fifth annual partner summit, if they're going to talk more about that. AI is kind of the buzzword now in the market. Any company talking about AI, um, there's huge amount of money that's starting to funnel into it. Now, there are plenty of companies out there that are already in AI um, and are benefiting from, you know, AI being the trend. Um, and so, you know, a lot of those companies are out there. But I think some of the new ones that are starting to move towards AI can really benefit from it if they understand how it works and how it applies to their system itself. So just saying, hey, I'm going to add AI to something isn't really you know, the best way to incorporate AI, but really understanding what AI is and how it can help your platform itself, I think will be the best justification. And if you can convey that information to users to justify, hey, this is how AI can help um, 
the current system that we have. And this is why we're implementing it instead of saying, you know, we're going to implement AI into our app or into our service so that we can get more shareholder meeting. I mean, shareholders money because we're adding AI to it. I don't think that's the right way um, to really approach it. But having a justification or a reason for adding AI and and really understanding how it can help in the future of your company and how it can help with growth and revenue and increase your margins. I think that is a great way to uh, use AI. So gonna be pretty interesting on what they talk about in this meeting uh, on the fifth annual partner summit. But two key levels I'm gonna be looking at for them. They're currently at $10.69 a share. Uh, going to be looking at a high level of $11.47 and then a low level of $10.16. So that's kind of my key range for SNAP, ticker sign SNAP. Next, we have Tesla. So Tesla, I think, is going to be the number one one that everyone is going to be looking at this week. Uh, whether you are invested in the stock or not, whether you own a Tesla or not, people are going to be interested to see um, you know, how this company performs. So this one, to me, has the largest range because it's so volatile. Um, it can swing, you know, a different amount of ways at each time. So I'm going to say for a low level, uh, low resistance, uh, 176.11 is going to be my low price target for them. And then for a high price target, I'm going to say 207.79. Like I said earlier, there's not going to be really any, you know, groundbreaking or earth shattering things that I think are going to be coming out of this. But I think if Wall Street can get on board um, with the plan that Tesla is doing and see the amount of money um, that they are making with the tax credits um, and how much that's being added to their balance sheets on something that they're already doing anyway and we're planning to do, I think maybe more money can go into them. I've seen some uh, price targets uh, for them. I think it was Barron's had like a 242 price target. My price target is just going to be 207.79 because that was a high they already hit. Um, and then low is going to be 170, 176.11 because that's a low they already hit. So not really expecting too much dramatically between there. Uh, it may bounce back and forth or deviate between there, but ultimately that's the high level and the low level. They're currently at 185 uh, even at the time of recording this. So we'll see how they'll go as the market opens. Bear in mind, this is going to happen on Wednesday. So you have two days of trading, basically, uh, where this thing could shoot all the way up past 207.79 or shoot all the way down past 176.11 uh, uh, leading up to that time. But it seemed like overall futures were pretty positive. Uh, we had the Dow futures are up 0.20%. Uh, uh, S&P futures up 0.20%. And NASDAQ futures are up 0.05%. Um, at the time of recording this. So ultimately, all futures look positive. So we're going to be looking to see how, um, you know, that affects the market. I think the ultimate uh, indicator or the market itself is really excited to see um, some of these banks' earnings um, and their plans moving forward. Those are kind of things that help move the market. So lastly on here, to tie it all in, we have Secrets on AXP for American Express. Um, they're going to be having their earnings on Thursday. Uh, like I said, ticker sign AXP for American Express Corporation. Uh, a key level I'm going to be looking at for them is going to be 165.24 as a high and 157.90 as a low. Uh, so they currently ended the week at 163.22, which I think is a bullish level for them ultimately. Um, and I think that 
they'll be able to benefit from these numbers of more people using credit cards. I think that ultimately helps the company in general uh, because you have more users, you have more people signing up for credit cards, um, you know, ever than before, uh, especially, you know, having the pandemic and then having massive layoffs um, and then, you know, inflation where people, everything is starting to cost more. I feel like people are using credit cards to kind of pad um, the load of everything starting to get more and more expensive. Um, also going to the stores and seeing more people just out and about buying things. I feel like people are using more credit cards to buy stuff, um, especially consider, you know, doing shopping for summer. You have people still traveling, which they put a lot of travel on credit cards as well, or cashing in um, a lot of those credit card points that they use probably during the Christmas time to go travel now. Uh, but then you have to rebuild those points. So I think ultimately credit cards in general um, are being used a lot more than they were before. And I think we'll see that number come out with American Express, which to me will kind of be more of a realistic gauge for the market than some of these other stocks uh, that are out here. Because, you know, if we see, you know, credit card uh, rates or the amount of people who are using credit cards continue to go up, not saying that's a gauge for a recession, but we're starting to see, okay, more debt is flowing into the economy, which means more people are spending more money, which trickles down to the companies uh, and may be a different gauge for different people. So hopefully that information helped you all make a more informed decision. Like I said, again, make sure you go check out some Duck River Coffee. Make sure you get you a bag of Duck River Coffee. Start your morning with that. Uh, be a great boost to your day. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.